Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. Today we're going to play a game using the cartoonists and illustrators uh, portfolio put out by Super Graphics, the Jim Steranko company. But first, I want to invite you guys to like, follow, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell so that we can notify you when new vids are available. Uh, that helps mitigate the kayfabe effect. Uh, the kayfabe effect is what happens whenever we put out a video, we talk about something. Uh, by midday, early afternoon, the comics that we talk about are prohibitively expensive on online aftermarkets, Amazon, eBay if you could find these uh, comics that we talk about at, at all online. Uh, if you watch these videos to the end, that uh, helps goose the YouTube algorithm and pushes our video content out to other comic book loving YouTube people who haven't necessarily seen our videos yet. Helps us grow the channel, uh, which in turn helps us bring you guys uh, regular videos. Uh, we recently hit 60,000 subscribers. Thank you guys very much for that. But it's only 10% uh, on the way to our 600,000 subscriber goal that we're going for. So here's the game that we're playing, man. First off, Gotta give shouts to uh, to the kayfabe community who have been sending us fantastic stuff. I think in the past week, Jimmy, we got 50 to 75 episodes worth of <laughs> material from various people who sent us comic, uh, comic, book, uh, comic journals, amazing heroes, graphic novels, and our connect, our plug in uh, Columbus, the guy who hooked us up with those big chandlers sent us these cartoonists and illustrators portfolios, man. There are three of these that he sent our way and uh, sort of wrote out like what all art is included in these things. He wrote it on the, uh, on the, uh, um, what do you call it? The, the backing board. The, the backing board. But we're going to keep that hidden because like, you know, why, why give up the ghost? So here's the game we're going to play, Jimmy. You have $2,000 to spend. This thing was put out in 1977. Uh, you have $2,000 to spend. We're going to go through the catalog and uh, make notes as we go. I want to know what you're buying. Before we before uh, you know, we sat down here today, I sat down with the catalog myself, and I, I made my purchases, man. So <laughs> we'll compare and contrast at the end of the day. Um, to give some context, inflation and all that stuff, just so that you could like, either kick yourself in the nuts or, <laughs> or cry or, or not. Uh, $1 was equal to about $4.00. Today's money four dollars seventy five cents. So you're playing with about nine thousand five hundred bucks, man. It's like nine thousand four hundred eighty eight dollars is two thousand dollars, right? And uh, at this beginning piece, it's basically giving instructions to the patron uh, how to buy this artwork. It seems super inefficient in the in a web in the you know yes, what, right. uh, in internet era where it's like maybe you'll get five people so i guess it's first come first serve yes but then it's also going into like you know one specific guy's p.o box so what if one of his friends <laughs> wants the page that some random guy that who nobody knows that uh, is the truth you know what i'm saying like it's kind it's of fir first come first serve unless there's some nepotism involved exactly or... <laughs> some homies and the introduction is fantastic here man it's because this is like early days of comic artwork being considered anything right by the way you guys at home can play this game too yes get out your calculators and your notebook and uh write down your two thousand dollars how you would spend it absolutely we're going through every page of this you're going to see it clearly pause the video it's in high definition you're going to be able to see the prices we're going to call out prices of certain things as we go 
Uh, yes, absolutely. People in the comments, you have your 2,000 bucks. What are you going to purchase, man? So here's the introduction by Starenko. He's talking about how uh, um, in recent times, like these these pages have been uh, in increased in value and things, and sometimes they're rare. Uh, it's the comic book artwork that's the least valuable. Uh, and he cites, uh, as recently as five years ago, the original pages to early issues of the Fantastic Four were sold for $5 each. Mm. Entire 20-page stories were available for $100. Uh, also, in the same book, uh, you're going to find a lot of Gil Kane artwork uh, on sale here. So uh, I wonder who profited from those $5 a, a page with those uh, Fantastic Four. That is what fours. I wonder about all of this. It, it feels like it's um, like a consignment deal. You know, like it it's, is. Uh, it's putting this stuff together, but I bet you it's a handful of, mostly a handful of dealers that have the bulk of this. Yeah, he describes that it's uh, it's respected dealers or uh, or publishers who are a part of this, man. There are some ethically sourced Kirby's in here um, from, you know, the later periods and stuff. It's interesting to see like the mashup of illustration next to comic book art, because that's a different market. Like it, it would have been a little bit more legitimate. You always hear about Frazetta being, uh, you know, maybe take a little less upfront to get the artwork back, which has really built him in a lot of ways. So maybe that helps comics in the long run, you know, like seeing how that artwork is handled by other industries. It talks about, uh, the, all that stuff like that, um, Dave Gibbons was talking about when he was selling Watchmen pages for you know, tens of quid, when he was saying stuff like, you know, there's not too many action pages. I, I didn't think anybody would care about action pages. Like, that's taught second. Action pages add a thrill and inher <laughs> inherent to the design. Uh, then we get into, like, specific artists. So there's not that much Neil Adams on the market. There's not that much Toth on the market. Like, uh, um, Wally Wood, Ditko, Gil Kane, like... It's, it's a supply and demand issue. Also, the Golden Age stuff, systemically destroyed from the 40s through the 60s. So that stuff is rare and special. Yeah, man. And uh, part of the reason why like the, uh, the comic book stuff is cheaper is because of... He cites the regular... Um, the, the, the sort of regular distribution of it. But then it's like, well, these daily strips, I mean, they come out fucking every day. It's also worth noting, like, Jim Steranko here doing this you know like it's, by the it's way an interesting perspective he adds but he doesn't he doesn't give up his name in it yeah you know, like you just know it's super graphics but then he'll put stuff like alex toth Stranko, and barry smith are especially expensive <laughs> because so little of their artwork is on the market king of kayfabe that guy man king of kayfabe so uh without further ado man are you, are you into uh i'm ready just jumping jumping into things Start off with the syndicated news strips, dude. You got your chick stones, man. The guy, the blondie guy, doing stuff, man. Uh, Windsor wow. McKay pages, dude. Uh, Hungry Henrietta, eight hundred fifty bucks. Little Sammy Sneeze, five fifty. But you're not going to be able to afford this little Nemo Sunday from nineteen oh six because they they want four four uh, G's for that one, man. Boy, it's a good looking page. All of these, man. Oof. But you could buy one little Nemo at least, man. Two pretty decent ones there. I tell you, I love ostriches, and there's an ostrich in this one. It's tempting. That's yeah. the first temptation. Yeah. I don't see the pen moving. <laughs> Some of his rare bit fiends, man, from 1906 as well. It is so, so crazy to think that like he did this in Little Nemo in the same year. Buster Brown by RF Outcult. Uh, the creator, Yellow Kid, the guy That's who created cool. the modern comic strip. $950 for That's that. That's a that heck Buster of a piece of, of history right there. Yeah, man. 
Ed Whelan's Minute Movies. Like, I don't know if there were ever any good collections of this, but I love Minute Movies uh, comic strips. And the conceit is he takes advantage of that same face syndrome stuff where <laughs> he just casts the same characters and does different kinds of stories using the same, the same faces. So you got a gang of those things. Toots and Casper, whatever the fuck that is, man. Those Jimmy are really Murphy. Cool. Oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. You got a crazy cat here, dude. Guess how much it costs? I don't see it listed. How much is it? $475 for, Aww, for a crazy a cat full Sunday. page Sunday. Yeah. Man, that's... Ed, I'm going to be broke here by about page 16. <laughs> don't spend it all in one place, Jimmy. Some milk gross. I like milk gross. Happy Hooligan. It's one of those fun, uh, very animated cartoonists. Yeah. Old Gump's page. Boy, there's another ostrich sighting. How about this for, for a theme emerging? <laughs> you can have a branded uh, collection, a pedigree <laughs> collection. Early 20th century ostrich art. Red Rider, Barney Google, uh, Fearless Fosdick. I have to I have to. Those say, ought to be pricey. 25 bucks a piece for 25 a Fearless... 25 bucks! Yeah, for a Fearless Fosdick joints, man. man. The little Abner. I have to say, dude, I don't think I bought any of those. Some of the I wanted stuff, to. The, you know, the pressure for me is uh, 25 bucks exactly. for a little Abner. Like, that's hard not to uh, not to scoop up. Frank Robbins, Johnny Hazard doing his be best milk kniff. You know what's funny is I just saw a Twitter thread on Frank Robbins, and it was the idea of, like, how can anybody not like this guy as an artist? It's like, yeah, I don't know that anybody doesn't, but uh, there's still love for him out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I, I have heard the counter argument because it is such a um, when, like when he does Batman and stuff, it is such a different style than than what your typical Silver Age. But fifty five dollars for that yeah. Sunday, dude. That's that's a quite a bargain. And that's a George Wonder Terry and the Pirates up top. That's really nice too. I don't even recognize that. A really guy well. named Frank Miller. What? <laughs> you could own a Frank Miller for <laughs> what a steal! Oh shit, we're getting to the Kniffs. Wow, we're getting to the Kniffs, man. One hundred sixty-five dollars for a Sunday. It, every every strip he does is super verbose, so you're you're gonna get that level of lettering on all of it. I feel like um, you and I may get into like bidding wars on some of uh -huh. these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the fun of this is like whenever I went to um, that residency at uh, Columbus and I had access to the Billy Ireland and I was able to pull all the stuff I wanted. I invited you up. I invited Bill up. I invited Ben Mara to come. And it was so fun seeing where the overlap was, where the stuff that you requested was already in the, in the Eddie P pool list. But then you might find like a Basil Wolverton that I didn't find yeah. in the catalog or something. And these are just stunning. Look at this silhouette figure in front of your word balloon. Yeah. See, that's a 33, which would uh, be a $40 strip. But, yeah. that, but that's what George Wonder. Mm -hmm. One of the great things with a book like this, though, is just the exposure you get to all these different comic strips. Absolutely. And pretty good reproduction. You know, you're not getting like an artist edition four-color repro, but boy, it's sharp. I mean, this is how, this is how Foster's just... Look at the lettering, the line work. It's crisp. You might not be able to buy a Little Nemo, right? But you'd be able to buy two... How Foster Sundays and have money left over because this one's a thousand dollars and this one's six hundred. Yeah, that's uh, that gets the pen moving. <laughs> Mandrake the Magician, Brick Bradford. I promise you guys, we're going to be getting into comic pages pretty soon. Mort Meskin comic strips. Wow. One of my uh, my Meskin stories is Dylan Williams used to bootleg various artists and, and make zines of them and gave me one on Meskin was one of the guys that he uh, he thought should be seen more. That's fair, man. Magazine and book illustration, I don't anticipate much pen movement 
from you on this stuff, even though it looks cool, right? Warren Bernard's sitting at home right now cussing us out for not, <laughs> I, I, so is not fighting here. over all these. <laughs> so is Jeet here. I hear it. I hear it. It is amazing. This is another one that's amazing to see, though, because it's so close to comics. You know, as life is, as the 20th century progresses, illustration and comics kind of separate. But at this stage, like, you see so much overlap. H huge influence. Incredible uh, technique on these on these pieces and you could get them for $350, man, 750 bucks. 750 bucks for this thing. <laughs> also, also how all this stuff goes to like, what are these things used for? Also, Howard Chaikin doesn't want to get dinner when he comes to town now. <laughs> like after, after yes. hearing our... <laughs> Is this a Jeff Jones? Yeah, Jeff Jones piece. Jeffrey oh, wow. Catherine Jones. Wraparound paperback cover for Robert E. Howard Bookman. Uh, $1,250. That's really nice. And I, I wasn't even thinking this. Like those, We were looking at those early comic strips, and so in my mind this was like early 20th century, but this would go up into the 70s probably. Yeah, totally. Not another Jeff Jones piece, Barbarian in Oil, pulling from great. that for Zeta School, $1,250 for that. How and big is that? What are the dimensions on that one? Uh, 20 by 24 and a half. Two Small, feet. They're always a little bit smaller than I expect. Like that looks like a detailed painting, but uh, two feet, not very big. Yeah. Jack Davis from the look. So, yeah, there's a signature right there, man. That's pretty awesome. Some kind of D'Artagnan joint. Ooh, what is this? Yeah, man. Uh, A63, uh, that is a Jack Davis pen and ink illustration on double tone board, 20 by 17 and a half. Unusual Davis piece from the early 60s, done for a humor magazine. Each one of these 31 TV screens proportion panels was done individually, cut out and mounted on blackboard. Genuine piece of comic illustration novelty. $250 for that, Jimmy. That seems like a steal. Plus, it's a unique piece. Yes. That makes it nice to hang on the wall. Yeah, yeah, it looks really cool, man. <laughs> Some cheesecake. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Think I've run out of my money now. <laughs> These things definitely suffer for being, uh, you know, black and white reproduction, mm -hmm. of course, but really awesome to see. Look at that. That's the piece I'd go for maybe on this page. Yeah. Dinosaur fight. You know what? Go back to that. Where where does this appear? Because there was a dinosaur book I read when I was a kid. Prehistoric animals. It's called three hundred bucks for that. Man. You know what? I bet you I saw that as a kid. That's that fun. looks like a library book because I used to draw that stuff. Some of my first drawings were dinosaurs, and it'd be this kind of profile shot. You know, with the with the T Rex and the mouth open. How much is it? Uh, you're you're looking to spend three hundred dollars on that piece. Yeah, that one. That one's hanging on uh, hanging on my wall at home. <laughs> Dude, is that Mike Hinge? A eighty eight. Yeah, Rocket Man, Mike Hinge. Four hundred bucks for that one, and then uh, four hundred dollars for this Mike Hinge piece. Also, those are sweet. I was uh, in communication with Raphael Kayanen, longtime comic book oh, yeah. artist, and we were, somehow got on Mike Hinge, and he sent me this big clip of Mike Hinge art. I guess after Mike Hinge died, maybe his family sold a lot of his art, and. Uh, Raphael had put together like the file of like all this stuff that came through some auction site and man you know I don't know too many Mike Hinge fans but the ones I know love him and you can put me in that category you're not going to be able to get this Conan piece by Barry Smith uh 24 by 27 inches so it's bigger than that Jeff Jones painting two thousand fifty dollars for this piece that's a beauty one of the most expensive modern like more modern day pieces of uh of this book really interesting to see a comic book artist using comic book language you know pen and ink 
but totally in that illustration fine art vein. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, and it, it's that evolution when he starts to go to Gorblimey or self-publishes Gorblimey Press and, and do his own prints and stuff. Here's another Barry Smith for a um, portfolio. $500 for that one. I'd be curious about the history of pen and ink illustration and how that gets up to this period because yeah. it feels like there's a gap in that for a long time and then somebody like Barry Smith gets really into it. Yeah. This is like one of those like bridging the gap kind of uh, Barry Smith pieces, dude, because it's like a little wonky. You know, I don't have a date on on this piece, but it's for some sort of ad agency. Do you have a name on that uh, Diamonds Are Forever concept piece? You Unknown know, artist. Not. I like that a lot. I really like the uh, how it's kind of like flat, almost flat uh, values there. Yeah, there's the piece right there in color. I could see Chaikin being into that kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Looks like some of his 70s stuff, like Star's My Destination. Want some Earl Norum? You Ooh. get it for $200, $175. I like Earl Norum. Man. $250 for this Conan joint. That's a sweet piece. Like King Kong behind him. Yeah, man. The Waddler. George Chastain. I believe that's a guy I saw in, um, in, in uh, fanzines. The brownies, Palmer Cox, you could have, but uh, you, for $135 a piece, you could get uh, two, two R. Crumb pieces, man. Th these would have been in, I believe, the Village Voice. They, they wanted him to do a weekly comic, and I think this comic turned out to be, it would be reoriented, and it would be uh, Mr. Natural number three, but it came out on a weekly basis. That seems like a decent price for uh, this a piece from 1976, so a couple years old, but you know, new. That's a new piece. Yeah, um, seems high. Uh, you know, like like valued. Crumb is recognized at this point, even though it's it's a new piece. Yeah, it's interesting how he how he's described because you know how they have to like sell you on the guy. Uh, Robert Crumb was one of the few artists to emerge successfully from the rebellious underground comics of the 70s. His first the Cat adventures made the star-studded trip to Hollywood and set the irreverence of every piece set and the irreverence of every piece set the standards for a host of Crumb followers. The underground movement has stalled in recent years, but Crumb still produces prolifically, exposing the pretentious and puncturing the insincere. That's some real flight school talk right there. <laughs> All right, man. You ready to go to the comic book art? Yeah. All right, man. Uh, I believe this we're getting into Mexican territory. Yeah, Chesty is a unique original art offering, not only as an outstanding work of art, but also a rare survivor from the golden age of the 40s. Entire nine-page story uh, for $375, Jimmy. Ooh, man, that's tempting. That price sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> now we're going to be getting it to... Uh, the, the, the Gil Kane stuff and it makes me wonder like uh, who's getting the money for the John Buscema pages even oh boy <laughs> so Jimmy take a good look man and if uh, something looks sexy dude uh, we'll call it out but also which one doesn't look sexy I love covers and splash pages so you get some of that dynamite lettering you're gonna see certain parts not on this page you know so these are individual pieces man so keep burn those into your mind if the, you see any potentials but uh, we're gonna get into places where whole stories are going to be sold for you know 300 bucks and stuff like that man first appearance of the man thing for a hundred dollars it's a raw key that is a raw key i wonder what that page is worth this today gray morrow on that you know what's amazing i've been looking at the uh, kevin nolan 
Man Thing yeah. uh, painted series he did with Steve Gerber. It looks like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's kind of unusual looking for Kevin Nolan, but I bet it's a it's you know a reference to this original work. Yes. Some more Gil Kane, John Buscema pages here. dude. I feel like I want all of this stuff. I know. You're really making me do some math over here. Mike Plug Man-Thing cover. I'm a a big Plug fan. I got to know the price on his name is Samson splash page from The Incredible Hulk. That looks like a uh, Marie or John Severin piece. It's better than that, Jimmy. It's Incredible Hulk 141, The Complete Story. (gasps) Herb Trimpey, John Severin inks, $475. Well, I hope nobody else wanted that one. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to keep your eyes open because there are going to be like more of these like complete stories. And in fact, this is where I want to go to my notes <laughs> because uh, because uh, the complete stories are laid out here. I like those Werewolf by Night covers too. Like, what a good logo that is! The Black Panther cover—that's not a complete story, is it? Black Panther uh, one twenty-six, just a cover. Gil Kane. Some of those have that great Billy Graham, like the two-page spreads and so the amazing sick. splash pages. So sick. That guy put his whole energy into into yeah. that stuff, man. Oh, Jimmy, man. complete 10-page Hulk story <gasps> from Tells to Astonish 64. Steve Ditko, George, George R. $500 for that one, Jimmy. Sold as a block only. Extremely rare find from the early Marvel age. Something tells me. Gil Kane made five hundred dollars <laughs> that that week. Yeah, that's that's a, that's an amazing set. <laughs> Nine pieces of art done by various artists for Marvel's uh, English comics. So you have Ron Wilson, Keith Pollard. There's a John Romita piece is one thirty six. And that is that sold as a lot? No, oh, yeah, I guess it is. No, twenty dollars each. Twenty dollars each, man. That's that seems like these are great because they're all money shots. Yeah, you know, like like that's one of those that would really look nice framed on your wall. Here's where, here's where we're getting into some stuff, dude. Amazing Spider-Man 68 cover. John Romita, $65. No. $65. No. <laughs> Gil King cover, 60, uh, 45 bucks. How is this possible? Fantastic Four 122 Splash with this dope Galactus, all that cool Artie Simak lettering, man. 40 bucks. This is just, I'm overwhelmed. I don't know that I can do this in real time. <laughs> I know, man. It's it's. We'll have edits as needed, man. Uh, check this out, man. A one forty seven right here. Daredevil seventy nine complete story. Gene Colan, Tom Palmer. Page one is a photo stat, just to be sure. Three hundred twenty five bucks. Wow, that's that's really something. Here's another one, man. Daredevil eighty four. This one right here. Complete 21-page story. Gene Colan, Sid, Sid Shores on inks on that one. It's a little more proto-colon. You know, still figuring out that, that lighting and all that shit. What's the price on that one? That one is uh, 375 Because that number one ain't a photo stat. That, I'm going to need like, a line of credit. $2,000. You're killing me over We're getting here. into some shaking. That's pretty cool. Solomon Kane cover. 125 bucks. $100 pages here. Look at the page layout there. That's beautiful. Yeah, it is. Extremely cool. Uh, markers and flare pens for for this sucker. Dominic Fortune pages, 125 bucks each for those. That's really fun. 
this is a nice context for these two where we've seen some illustrators, probably some influences on Chaikin, and then you see him doing stuff in comics that isn't normally done. All right, man. So we have... Why isn't this page one? <laughs> we have Captain America 197 here. It does equal out to be... You could buy the pages individually, or you can buy every page. If you bought every page... You're which smart. guess what Eddie P, Eddie P did or, <laughs> in his choice? 645 bucks if you want every single page of uh, Hulk 197. But they are ranging from this splash page being the most expensive, I think, for $65. $45, $30. Cheapest one is $30. Imagine a Kirby page for $30. $171, dollars $65. I was going to say, that better be expensive. Those are really nice. Mike Royer on the inks. And then we close out the uh, the catalog. We got some Silver Age DC. Some Gil Kane covers there. Murphy at, Anderson. How different these pages look from like a Kirby page where yeah. it's just chaos going on on the page. And just static. Static. Mid shots. Bowring, bowring, bowring. Marvel team up. Complete 20-page story, Gil Kane, Mike Esposito on the inks. 20 pages, 375 bucks for it all. Or you could uh, do piecemeal. A Gil Kane Spider-Man story like that seems like a steal. Yeah. Like, I bet you that is worth some money today. Yeah, no doubt, man. Uh, if you, you're into Bill Everett, complete five-page story, the Pussycat uh, story. Mm, that's tempting. Stan Lee notes in the margin, so his hands touch the page as well. Five pages, sold as a unit only, $450. That's tempting, and uh, I think I have that Pussycat, a reproduction of that Pussycat book, because there's Wally Wood and stuff in there. So here's what we're going to do, man. We're going to cut. Jimmy, going to go through the catalog, make your purchases. <laughs> Cartoonist Kayfabe is brought to you by the comic books that we make. Uh, we appreciate you guys supporting our projects and the current stuff that we have on the shelves right now. Jim Rugg, Hulk Grand Design, both issues, uh, Monster and Madness, are out there on the stands. These are the regular covers. Comic shops out there, you know what your marching orders are. You know how to stack these on the shelves. And uh, you got these other variant covers that you could get your hands on to support the, uh, the, the work. You got the Jeff Darrow cover for Madness. You got the Ed McGinnis cover for Madness. And with the uh, first issue, uh, Monster. Peach Bamboko, the Eddie P, and the Marcos Martin variant covers. Congratulations, Jimmy. I know this was a long project in the works. The other stuff that Jimmy has in print, Plain Jane's, the first young adult graphic novel, and various volumes of the hardcover graphic albums of Street Angel are still in print, still in good comic shops, still can be ordered online in volume. Support the work. Right now on the stands, uh, as per the Ed Piscor comics that are out there, Red Room, Trigger Warnings, Issue 1, 2, and potentially Issue Number 3 are out there in the wild. Issue 2, The Pumpkins Issue, look at that for a splash page, man. You can uh, get these comics online uh, at Fantagraphics website and various comic shops. It is banned in 26 countries. It is banned in 10 comic shops. But you can also read these comics before they hit paper on uh, my Patreon, patreon.com slash Ed Piscor, three bucks for the archive there. Uh, last season's Red Room uh, efforts, Red Room, the anti-social network, trade paperback out there in the wild, collecting uh, four issues of comics and lots of extra material. The works that I have out there in the wild right now, I do think WYSIWYG is currently out of print, but if you see it, scoop it up. Four volumes, Hip Hop Family Tree, including 
two giant box sets and 12 issues of comics. The guys at Fantagraphics just told me my royalty statements have hit Klausian and Hernandez Brothers <laughs> numbers, 42 pages of uh, royalty statement, Jimmy. And uh, the Grand Design that started them all, three volumes, X-Men Grand Design, including an omnibus that is out of print and hard to find. But if you see it, scoop it up. Now that we're done paying the bills, back to the video. All right, Jimmy, uh, we have, for those playing at home, got to give shouts to our guy. Like, and, and I never know if people want their names said or, or not on the channel, but super thankful to get this book uh, from our connect in uh, Columbus, Ohio. And he was goodly enough to write down everybody's names and basically what's in there, the complete stories and all that stuff. So Jim, we broke for three hours <laughs> and, uh, and, you, and, you, and you made your decisions, man. You have $2,000 to spend, which is the equivalent of $9,488 in 2022. Uh, and uh, the 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 kayfabers at home are curious. What what did you buy for for your nineteen seventy seven dollars, man? All right, man. So there were a couple of automatics that I went to first. Yes, the Hulk uh, Trimpy Severin complete story Hulk one forty one for four hundred seventy five bucks. Got to get it started there. That's uh, page sixty six. If you want to follow pages along as as we go, um, from there I went to the. Uh, Daredevil, page 71, the Daredevil 81 Gene Colon issue, the complete issue. Love that splash page, Night of the Assassin. Hard to pass that one up at 375. So I feel like you're a volume guy, man. You're getting banged for your buck, man. You get, you're, you're coming back with stacks. I, li I like sequential pages, and if you could get a, a whole story's worth, like, that's, a, that's these prices, they blow my mind. I, I think that, that Trimpy and Severin, uh, their collaboration is perfect. Like, like the, the issue that introduces that Doc Sa Samson mm -hmm. dude, to me is a perfect comic. Like the lettering looks beautiful on that yes. comic. The color, the color looks beautiful on that comic. Yeah, and uh, and while we're here, I'll point this one out too. The uh, the Ramita Spider-Man cover for $65, couldn't pass that one up either. Totally. That's, that's such that's a bargain an iconic price. Image. And, totally. Iconic is the exact right word for a Ramita Spider-Man. Um, page 74 is the uh, Captain America 197 Kirby story you for six forty five. I want it all. Yeah, I want yeah, it all. Yeah, totally. This was one of my early Kirby comics too. Like this run of, of Kirby, I was able to afford these and find them whenever they were still like a buck each, and, and, and blew my mind. And I think you could feel good about buying these ones because these are like more late period. He probably got his art back. He he would be benefiting from this, not Eli Fox. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, that's that's what you want. So at that point, I'm sitting at like fifteen sixty, I believe. And here's where it gets really tough, because uh, Tales to Astonish, yes. 64 Steve Ditko, that's on page 68, 500 bucks. I only had 440. To get that, I would have to give up something. Ramita's cover of Spider-Man was $65. It would have allowed me to afford this, but man, that would have been four stories and I'd be done. Yeah. And that would have hit, exact, that would have hit uh, 1995, which I ended up with. But I opted not to go with the Ditko Hulk, even though that's... In reality, I'd probably grab this. Sure. You know what? In reality, I'd, I'd go outside and rob an old lady for the extra 60 bucks and take home take all a, of take it. Take a second mortgage on the credit That's right. for all that kind of shit. That is right. Steal my wife's credit cards. <laughs> I'd have been going way over the $2,000 in real life, but hard decisions here. So I opted to take that money and spread it around some other places. Uh, page 59 was the crumb strips. Oh, yeah. Figured I would buy one of those at least. Interesting. 
because um, it's Crumb, you know, it's one of the all-time great cartoonists okay, that knows take, beautiful Well, take pieces. your pick, man, uh, from these two. Which one are you grabbing? I'm going to go with this one. I like the music notes. We know Crumb's a big musician fan, so that's pretty good. And but, you actually get a Mr. Natural on that page. I'll be honest, either of those strips I'd be happy with for, for uh, 135 Fair. That left me with uh, a little over 300 bucks, and I went with page 45, The Dinosaur Fight, because I'm telling you, whenever I was a little kid, I'd go to the library and get a book out, and I swear, if it wasn't that image, it was one really close to it. There was even a poem about T-Rex and, and Triceratops getting into fight over dinner, so that's going to be a total, the most nostalgic pick for me out of this run. Dang. 300 bucks, and that puts me at 1995, and with... Some regret. <laughs> You're always going to have regret with these kind of prices, man. This was tough. Let's see where we ma- where we matched up. Uh, I, I grabbed both crumb strips. I grabbed this that uh, this Jack Davis piece. I had it on my list. I love that piece. 250 bucks feels like a steal for that. Totally, man. Uh, I got all the cap pages. I got uh, both of those Romita covers. Yeah. Um, They're beautiful. I got both of these Romita covers. I opted for this Busema Splash, man, because that just looks fly as hell. And I chose a uh, Terry and the Pirates Sunday. Yes. This sucker. It was I, on my initial list. But I got uh, the complete Ditko uh, on on my list, and I got uh, all the Kirby pages, which is how I easily know that, uh, you know, that's uh, six... $145 for those. And, and that and that wipes me out. So we overlap with... Uh, the 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 Kirby pages, the one Spidey cover sixty eight, and uh, Crumb. Yes, one of the Crumb strips. Yeah, some. So of the you stuff... got more volume. Like like it, when it when it all comes out in the wash, dude, and and we accelerate time fifty years or whatever. You got way more pages. You, you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna have a nicer house. Eventually, I'll break down my those stories and sell the individual pages. Some of the uh, regrets were the Crazy Cat Sunday. A thousand. Love that stuff. The, and uh, man, that that that's a, that's a hard one to leave. Little Abner's for twenty five bucks seems like that's a that's a pretty good price. I can't imagine what those would go for now. A thousand dollar Little Nemo from nineteen oh six. It just feels historic. That feels, yeah. you know, like medieval or something, you know? That's a nice big page, too. But here's the deal, though, Kayfabe uh, community. You play the game, you know? Like, we, we lingered on every page. You put it in your 1080p resolution uh, YouTube screen. Pause when you need to. Get out the calculator on your little iPhone <laughs> or your on your, uh, on your uh, Android phone. Play the game and uh, drop it in the comments, man. I want to see what everybody's choosing uh, because I'm going to have further comments for the people who who are like picking a Mike Hinge. Like, what is it about that? That kind of or, or some of these other illustrators that we glanced over. Jeet, here, play the game. Jeet. Yes. Take a minute. Absolutely. Jeet, take a minute, man. By the way, Warren Bernard. Go through some of this stuff. You know, Howard Shaken, guys who know these illustrators, man, tell us what we're missing in some of those illustrators. There's so much good stuff in here. The other way that, that I would consider playing this, if you have time and, and those at home do, think about how you could spread that around because there are bargain pieces in here, a lot of work under 100 bucks a pop. Like you could come away with 25 incredible masterpieces from this. And uh, here's, the, here's the deal. 
there are three of these uh, cartoonists yes. and illustrators portfolios, and this is a pretty fun game. This is my new favorite game. This is a fun way to spend the day. I can tell you that I will come prepared with because I have volume two of this. Yes. So I'll be emceeing the next version of this, Absolutely. and I will have the perfect list. <laughs> Weeks of, of deliberation. Well, Jimmy, I have uh, the third volume of this, <laughs> and it does have that Alex Toth Super Friends cover. Oh boy! So uh, that's that's going to be one not to be missed. But Kayfabers, man, put your uh, put your uh, $2,000 uh, shopping spree list in the comments below. Like, follow, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell so that we can notify you on future videos. What, what do we have out there, Jimmy? Hulk Grand Design Monster and Hulk Grand Design Madness, both in comic shops now as you watch this. Hit your local comic shop and get those before they sell out. It's a retelling of the 60-year history of the Incredible Hulk. Uh, I'm writing, drawing, coloring, lettering, designing it's uh my version of the incredible hulk history a hulk you've never seen before and perfect for the new reader first time hulk fan or long time hulk reader and join me on patreon.com slash jim rub jimmy you said you said you'd sell me the original hulk uh, <laughs> grand design uh, madness uh, artwork for two thousand dollars for the complete story right yeah right <laughs> red room trigger warnings issue one and two are, are, are on the stands as we speak potentially issue three is out there uh, as we're talking uh, right at this moment, Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game in the Red Room universe. Jimmy and I, we still draw on paper, man. Like, uh, that's a rare commodity of modern comic comic artwork these days, dude. Uh, this comic, you can find it in finer comic stores everywhere. It is banned in 26 countries. It is banned in 10 comic shops, but it's out there. You could find the comic. Uh, you could hit the link tree in my description below to order and pre-order these comics directly from Fantagraphics if your local comic shop does suck. Uh, you can read the comics at my Patreon, patreon.com slash or three bucks for the archive there, and I'm serializing uh, all of my strips. Uh, every Tuesday, new strips go live. What else do we have out there, Jimmy? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. That's another great way to uh, support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Given those marching orders, Jimmy, we'll be on our way. Make more comics.